Welcome to Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. Hello and welcome back. It's season four. I am so happy to be here. Um, I took a little bit of a break over summer and I think it was a much needed one, but actually I was kind of really excited to get back to recording um, the podcast again. So I'm so pleased to be back. I'll keep this intro short so we can dive straight into the episode. Um, This week's guest is Lauren Barber, who is a transformational women's coach. I met Lauren at a retreat uh, last March, I think. And um, Lauren's just such a beautiful, beautiful person. And so I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. We talk about trusting your gut, body and body man practices and following what feels right. Enjoy. Before we dive into the rest of the episode, I wanted to tell you about the online platform I created with you in mind. Fearless Members Club is an online community of creative female business owners who craved a supportive space where they could ask questions, meet new people and learn new stuff through our monthly expert sessions. I know that running your own business can feel lonely at times, but it really doesn't have to be that way. Community is everything and our members are sharing ideas, their expertise and what's even more cool, they're collaborating on joint projects. It's just £10 per month to join, so if you'd like to find out more, head on over to anadenlevy.com forward slash Fearless Members Club. Hi Lauren. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. It's uh, an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you for inviting me to the show. <laughs> so I guess let's start with the beginnings, you know. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Oh, that's that like the trickiest but <laughs> starting question of all times. Um, what um, what do I do? So, in a nutshell, I'm a women's coach. Um, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a meditation teacher. I write. I podcast. I also do some freelance marketing and content creation on the side. Um, yeah, and I'm about to have a baby. <laughs> that's like a small um, little thing (laughs) yeah that's like my nutshell version of what I do um yeah (laughs) amazing so tell us a little bit about how you kind of started your business because I know that that was um it looked a little bit different and I guess maybe actually tell us a little bit about what it is that you did you know after leaving school and what your journey was like to to get to where you are now Yeah, absolutely. So um, I will try and keep it short and sweet. I left school after doing A-levels and had the ambition of going to uni and doing an equine studies degree because I was kind of horse mad. Um, And I, but I already planned to have a year out and work with horses one-to-one, kind of get that practical hands-on experience. At the time, I don't think I really knew what I wanted to do, but I just knew that horses were a huge passion of mine and I was just kind of following little breadcrumbs really. So um, I spent, I ended up working as an event groom and I loved it so much I decided not to go to uni and carried on for a couple of years there. Um, But then it started to soon kind of dawn on me, probably when I was about mm, 18 or nine, no, probably about 19, 1920, that I I wasn't going to fulfill 
all my kind of ambitious desires just doing that work. So I decided that I wanted to go into equine journalism because um, writing has always been a passion of mine. Um, and I got a job in on a national magazine, an equine horsey magazine. And I spent three years kind of working my way up in that space, writing, getting my confidence, but also I started to really fall in love with like the product side of things and the promotional side of things and the marketing and PR and it really kind of captivated me. So I decided to leave that job and pursue the sort of PR marketing side of things. And I thought the best way to do that at the time was to go and work in like an agency, not necessarily a horsey agency, but an agency just to get the kind of um, foundations, I suppose. So I, I got, I was really lucky. I got a job straight away in a business to business agency. Uh, within three months, I was so bored. So I, I could not bear like going to work. I hated it. I was writing about really uninspiring things, things that weren't interesting to me. And I really realized at that point that I, for me to feel fulfilled, I have to be doing something that I'm really passionate about, or I have to be doing something that really sparks my interest. So I kind of, at that time, because I was young enough, um, I didn't have massive responsibilities like a mortgage or children or a family to support. I just kind of took the, okay, I'm going to dive in and try and do something on my own approach. And the worst case scenario is that I go and get a job. So I decided to set up my own PR and marketing agency, specializing in equestrian PR. Um, and at that time, we're talking now like 15 years ago. So social media didn't really exist at that point. It was very much print-based marketing, mostly magazine kind of coverage. There were a few websites, but it really wasn't kind of taking that wasn't the main priority. So it was very kind of basic PR, press releases, new product announcements, trying to get it into as many magazines as possible. Um, and from there, over about 10 years, it evolved. And obviously digital came in, websites came in. And I kind of just, I just, I evolved with the industry really. So I learned all about social media. I learned about like websites and blogging and um, just the general like relationship building and how marketing shifted from being this kind of very like people trusted magazines then people look you know that's how they bought things that's how they found and discovered things and then the internet came out and social came out and all these things so I was kind of like learning with the evolution of it all um, and so, yeah, that's kind of, I got to about the age of probably about 27 and I had been running this agency. It was really successful. Um, it had, you know, I was earning good money. I was at the point where I needed to decide whether to either evolve it into a bigger thing, start employing people, start having, um, like it start kind of really, not, not that I wasn't taking it seriously, but start seeing it as a brand in itself um, or um, changing tack. And I felt that it wasn't in alignment with me anymore, but I didn't really know what was in alignment. So it kind of sparked this journey of exploration, 
Meanwhile, on the side of this, personally, I was struggling with a lot of anxiety, a lot of panic attacks. Um, my health was just not great. My, my, I didn't have, my digestive system wasn't happy. My menstrual cycle wasn't happy. There was just lots of little kind of, there was nothing like hugely dramatic, but just lots of little things that kept sort of telling me that something wasn't right. And I tried to ignore it because on paper, my life looked perfect. You know, I had a business, I had horses, I had a dog, a husband, a house, you know, I had all the things, I ticked all the boxes, but yet still there was something that wasn't quite there. So I trained, I started to take more care of myself through nutrition, through well-being, through exercise. Um, and I just began a kind of journey of self-discovery, really. Um, and that led on to me training to be a health coach, which led on to me being a yoga teacher, training to be a yoga teacher, which led on to the meditation teacher training and the coaching. Um, and all... Um, at, I think it was around, it was after my 30th birthday that I decided to drop the other agency completely and focus completely on building this well-being business that I didn't really know what it looked like. I thought I did at the time, but it kind of, yeah. So that, that sort of brought me to starting what I'm doing now, which has evolved a lot. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine it's quite a quite a big change, I guess, because the two are, are quite different businesses, quite different industries altogether. Yeah, the thing I found that I loved and I still love is is I still love the marketing side of things, uh, the relationship building, um, the kind of um, the sort of creating some structure, making like brainstorming, bringing ideas to life. I love that side of things so I still got to feed that part of me but I just wanted to be doing something that supported people in a much more deep way so it wasn't just about selling a product um, to make money it was about actual transformation within people whether that was and it started off kind of transforming health and feeling really passionate about helping people to eat better and take more care of themselves and make the time for exercise and then it evolved into sort of different strains really you know my coaching sometimes it's it's more business related coaching so it will be supporting people that want to kind of really find their true expression and then get that out to the world but then there's also another side of things now which is becoming more and more a part of me which is this it's it's still well-being and health but it's on a deeper level it's like mind body and soul it's not just the body part it's like the mindset work it's the really connecting in with like a, your soul's desires and what you want from this life and what feels really aligned with you so it's totally transformed <laughs> in the kind of offerings um but it is still at the heart of it is still about helping facilitate transformation or holding the space for people to to tap into that own their own like inner wisdom so that they can transform and evolve themselves yeah that sounds amazing and would you say it was an easy transition from going from the marketing agency and then and then you said that you kind of decided to um 
leave that behind and then go full in on the new business? What did that look like? So I've always been a kind of dive straight in girl. Um, I knew that I had to throw myself at it completely. I couldn't half-heartedly do it. So I did completely, like literally like kind of closed the door on one and opened up a new door. In hindsight, it was too big a leap for me at that time because um, unlike the time when I started the business at the first, you know, the first time I started the business, um, I had a lot more responsibilities and financial commitments at the age of 30. I had a house, I had, you know, things like a lifestyle that I wanted to continue to live. Um, so I probably made too big of a leap at that point. I'm, I, I don't regret it. And I know that it was all part of my process, but would I necessarily re- recommend it in that way? I'm not sure I would totally because I, what I ended up doing a couple of years ago was taking on some freelance marketing and content creation alongside so that I could get the balance of my, like feeding my own creativity and the desires I wanted in my work without feeling like I had to make every single thing all about the money. So yeah, um, it was, it was quite messy because <laughs> I thought I was going to go straight into the health coaching and within probably three to six months, I realized that that was just one tiny piece of the jigsaw. And there was a lot more that I needed to explore before I'd get to the point where I felt okay, now I know what I'm offering. Now I know who I want to help. Now I know what my business really is. But do you think that if you hadn't have done that and you hadn't had gone through, you know, that messy bit where you do try and kind of actually try different, you know, bits and pieces and actually see whether that's going to work for you. Do you think that if you hadn't have done that, you would arrive at that destination of, of, wanting to tap into the mind body and soul and and not actually just focusing on the body i guess no i probably wouldn't have in all honesty and um and i and so i know that it was the process i had to go through but it was there was a lot of discomfort in it and i'm probably like just i just i suppose now i'm just i are on the edge of caution just um before I would have been like, yeah, you've just got to leap straight in. You've got to, you know, go for it. If you don't go for it like a hundred percent, then you're, you know, you're not going to do yourself any favors. But now I feel like, okay, maybe there are baby steps to take sometimes, but you know, I, as I said, I don't regret it. It's taken, it's taken me on this journey. It's just that along the way it caused probably some struggles that may not have had to happen if I had been a little bit less of a bulldozer and more gentle in the process. Mm. But that's just me. (laughs) That's amazing though, that you had that courage to just be like, yeah, actually I want to do this and I want to follow this path and I'm going to do it. And I guess for a lot of people who kind of pivot their business, it's, it's a big struggle and it can take a long time to kind of like let go of the old stuff because, because it's scary. Like it's kind of, it's entering into a new, completely new path again. And so it feels, it feels big. Yeah, it, it, it was big at the time. It didn't feel that big because it just felt like this is what I have to do. 
But now I look back on it and I think, yeah, and everyone's like, oh my God, you were so brave. And I was like, I, it didn't feel like a brave decision. It just felt like, okay, this is what I have to do. Um, and yeah, that I suppose when I look back on it, yeah, would I do it again? Hell yeah, <laughs> probably would. I think maybe I'm just, that's just my kind of person, but we all have to know what, you know, what, what works for us. Um, and I didn't, I didn't feel scared. Like I didn't feel scared the first time I set up a business. I've just felt like, okay, well, you know, worst case scenario, I'll go out and get some freelance work or I'll go out and get a job or, you know, it, it, that's never, I've never felt scared about making leaps like that in my career. Mm, oh, that's so interesting. I think it can go either way. It, it, it can come quite naturally or you can kind of hold back and I think, yeah and and really take it almost too slow because you're too scared to take that step so for anyone who is maybe in that period of transition way where they are pivoting their business do you have any kind of tips on how to you know deal with that I think that um any tips (laughs) um I think that you just if there is something that's nudging you to do it and it feels right to you to dive straight in, even if there is a little bit of fear, because there's, there's always a bit of fear when there comes to like a big change, a big transition, because it's different to what we're used to. It sort of feels out of our comfort zone. But if, if your, your gut instinct is saying like, you need to do this, then listen to that. If your gut instinct is saying, now is not quite the right time, why you know like look at the baby steps look at the first few steps you can take and then I would say like building up that trust muscle is really important so building that up in small ways first so that then you have got the muscle to trust in a really big way when you need to um and and that can look like just tapping into your own intuition a little bit more in day-to-day activities whether it's what you eat for breakfast whether it's um a little like little career decision or you know what you write about on your blog or what you podcast about it's just yeah like keep practicing the trust muscle and then eventually that trust will you'll you'll have the trust you need to make that big big leap when it's the right time so yeah it's it's just knowing yourself i think and knowing also what your what fundamental needs you need to have in order to stay creative and stay confident. Um, because for some people, in order to be fully creative, they need to have stability from finances or stability from um, you know, a, a knowing that a certain amount of money is going to come in each month. For some people, that doesn't matter. Um, so I think getting really clear on what your needs are in order for you to be your most creative, to be your most um, productive, to be your most expressed self of you. Yeah, so two kind of things spring to mind here is that obviously there needs to be a certain level of self-awareness in terms of what actually feels good to you and where's that line that you don't necessarily want to cross maybe. But you also talk about intuition and was that something that really was key in leading you down the path of following following you kind of, yeah, this new business? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that that has been the, the 
biggest driving force for me. Um, I have all I have spent quite a long time just really listening into my instincts, and I probably learned that through my old business. Um, probably kind of in a reverse kind of way. So by not following my intuition and not following those instincts and then seeing how that didn't take me to where I needed to, or, you know, those times where you're like, Oh, why didn't I just trust myself and make that decision? Like it would always backfire on me. So I kind of had to, I was like, well, that's not working. (laughs) My kind of overthinking, overanalyzing, this looks great on paper, but something doesn't feel right. By ignoring that, I was ending up more in more struggles. So I thought, well, okay, well, I'll try and change it and see how it works the other way. And like, if I have that feeling that like, oh, something doesn't feel right, um, then listening to that and actually, you know, turning down perhaps work that just for some reason didn't feel right or... Um, or just, yeah, just, just not ignoring those little signs. And I think you, you do, yeah, you're right. You do have to have a certain level of self-awareness to get to the point where you can know when your intuition is speaking to you. But we all have a really powerful intuition. I believe it's like our innate superpower. And there will, I mean, everybody you, that I speak to will have had some experience in their life where they were like, oh, yeah, I had this funny feeling about this person or I had this funny feeling about getting on that train this day and or, or something like that. And, and it's when we go against them that usually stuff tends to, I wouldn't say fall apart, but tends to kind of maybe go wrong or not quite materialise in the way that we'd like it to. Yeah, that's so interesting that... Yeah, you're very much obviously in tune with with what feels good and that intuition. But for anyone who perhaps isn't used to following their intuition or time and time again, they kind of go against that gut feeling because they think, well, actually, this is what I should be doing. So I'll do what I think I should be doing and not follow that gut instinct. What can we do to kind of really... I guess even like on a daily basis, what can we do to actually kind of get in tune with that? So I think a few things bring to mind. Um, again, it's a bit like that sort of trust muscle. It's building up our trust in our intuition. So making little decisions throughout the day as to what feels aligned, what feels right. And starting to know like your yes and your no, if that makes sense. Like what feel, how does your body feel? So really using the body Um, specifically how does your body feel how does your energy feel how does your um, emotions and mindset feel when you make one decision versus another decision and and knowing um, and to do that I I found actually using like embodiment practices like yoga um, have really helped me to cultivate that trust because I can I can get on my yoga mat and I can move my body in a way that is guided by my body rather than by someone telling me what to do or by what I should be doing. And it's like this intuitive movement and it's just like, okay, so this doesn't feel good in my body. So why would I do this? But actually, oh, like wiggling the shoulders. Oh, that feels really good in my body. So it's like our inner mat, our inner guidance is kind of actually constantly telling us what 
path to take and it's just a case of slowing down and listening to it most of the time we make decisions so quickly or we just rush through it or we don't even think about them because it's like okay well you know that's what I'm supposed to do but actually just like even taking a couple of breaths before you make a decision and and checking in with my body like okay does this feel does this feel opening and expansive to me or do I feel heaviness or can I feel like my tummy going into knots at the thought of doing this? Or do I feel really excited? So I think just like learning your own individual yeses and nos um, is, a, is, is probably a good place to start. And then practicing that in little kind of insignificant things like um, what salad dressing you want to put on your lunch or um, where you want to walk, which path you want to take on a walk, just like, okay, come to a fork in the road, metaphorically speaking, maybe. Um, and okay, what, what, way, what way feels good? What way feels like expansive? What way feels boring? Um, and kind of following those little things. Yeah, I love what you said about um, that feeling of excitement when you know, when, you know, when you kind of discover that right way to go, I guess. And I guess kind of what you're, entire journey kind of illustrates is that actually it's not going to be a straightforward path (laughs) there'll be winding roads and it's it's about just following that thread and following what feels good right there and then and then that may lead you on to something new and something different because I guess in in terms of business as well obviously I think nobody sets out with a the clearest of ideas of what their business is going to look like in 10 to 15 years time. Cause it's not possible because you don't know what opportunities may arise at what point and all the rest of it. So actually it's just kind of taking those baby steps and following that path um, that will get us there. Yeah. I think like noticing um, what, what I think connecting in when I talk about kind of being in alignment with your like, sort of heart your soul whatever you want to call it your truth your north star um i think it's really important to get quite clear on what those feelings are that feel in alignment like what are the feelings that you really want to to feel in your life like joy pleasure um happiness adventure like what is really important to you and when you're tapping into those kind of intuition questions or when an opportunity arises if those feelings are present that excitement that joy that kind of adventurous feelings then that's a really good sign that's a really good sign that this is a like an opportunity that feels good in your body if those feelings aren't present it doesn't necessarily mean it's not the right thing there might be some fear or some resistance to it of course but Equally, it's like if it doesn't spark those feelings, then that to me is a quite, a, you know, that tells me something. That tells me something about the opportunity. Maybe it's kind of pause, look a bit deeper, get more curious. Maybe it's a no. Maybe you just know that it's a no. Or maybe it's just, yeah, an opportunity to, to grow and expand that intuition muscle and kind of test it out a little bit. Yeah, and you mentioned um, that sometimes we'll get that feeling of that heaviness and, and not actually 
not feeling excited or joyful or you know positive uh, about a possible kind of route I guess what happens then if we feel kind of heavy and we still feel like maybe that is the way we should be going what kind of work can we do to untangle that I guess so I would say it's no t- it's kind of diving deeper into whether this is like a f- uh, an obvious no like if it does this just feel like no I don't want to do this I don't it doesn't feel in alignment it doesn't bring any joy to me it doesn't make sense it doesn't you know if it's it might be like a really clear no if you're unsure then it may be that there is some fear or resistance that's actually kind of blocking you so what you can do then is kind of explore that those fears those um or explore that resistance like why why might i be resisting this um what 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 are the possible outcomes um good and bad or positive negative um what what would be the worst thing that could happen what would be the best thing that could happen what am you know what am i afraid of like exploring those and then seeing if you can kind of explore those resistances and then make a decision because it might be once you've actually looked into it deeper and and I do um when I'm coaching people I do use like quite a lot of embodiment practices to literally tap into the body and find out what those resistances are um but once you've uncovered those then it sort of clears the path to say okay so now now that I know this that actually I'm quite scared about taking this leap or um that actually I'm like worried that it might um jeopardize uh my business or it might somebody might like make I don't know might make me feel like I'm not good enough then you can kind of make more of a decision as to okay do I need to feel that fear a little bit and be brave and go ahead with this or maybe actually there's no resistances i'm not scared of anything it just doesn't feel right yeah there's it's 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 important i think to really tap into that and and follow like you've said obviously follow those little kind of bits of um intuition i guess and mm. yeah i think really... the body is i i think that's something that we forget all the time is that it like we make decisions from our head but we don't make decisions from our body and our body is like one of the most powerful tools to what feels right what what do, you know like our body will tell us you know if you if you feel that like the obvious things are that sort of you know excited butterflies versus that sort of sinking feeling now, if you think about most people have experienced that like drop into the stomach when they're scared of something or that kind of lift of adrenaline when something's feeling out of their comfort zone or even just the breath getting stuck so even it could be just you know noticing that your breath becomes shallow when you're with certain people or in certain experiences um so don't forget the body i think it's like they both need to work together um but yeah don't don't just kind of discount what those body sensations are mhm and before we move on in terms of um really getting in tune with your body 
um what is it that we can do you obviously mentioned kind of yoga embodiment practices is there anything else that we can do to and for anyone who perhaps like a little bit like me uh you know very much up in their head a lot of the time what can we do to kind of really get in tune so yeah obviously i've i've my journey has been a lot of yoga like there's a lot of yoga in my journey um and that sort of started me off on that more embodiment um practice side of things but i think probably the like better than yoga in some ways is probably dance um and like i mean kind of kind of freestyle dancing just putting on your favorite song and just moving your body however it wants to move shaking moving your hips like I like to feel um, this, I like to think about like the stiffnesses and the aches and the stuck feelings we have in the body. We can shift them with movement. Obviously, if you've got an injury or anything, you need to be careful. But, you know, that kind of, oh, there's a little bit of tension somewhere. Like, what can I do? Can I just, the, the, three, things, the three things that I probably do the most are shaking. So like shaking my hands out, shaking my legs, shaking my body, just kind of like, the, like animals do in the wild, like when they've been through a traumatic experience or when they've been chased by a lion or whatever, they will shake and it literally shakes that, that energy out of the body. It kind of creates a, um, it completes a like stress cycle. Um, the other thing is I just constantly find myself wiggling my shoulders. So I'm always, always like just moving my shoulders, moving that tension and just imagining any of those little stuck points to sort of wiggle out and just, yeah, until they feel good really. Um, and then moving, like shaking the hips or not shaking, kind of circling the hips. Um, just again, especially women, we do store a lot of stress and in yoga the hips are known as like the junk drawer of the body like everything that's unprocessed kind of gets stuck in the hip so so many like a lot of people find they're very stiff in the hips it's very hard to open the hips so hip circles like round both directions forwards backwards putting on your favorite tune and doing those movements and then just like jumping around doing anything <laughs> that's really powerful for me i think um, the dance side and also walking just being out in nature and again like just kind of feeling like you literally can sh sort of let go of any of the gunk into the earth and just as you're walking just you know stomp it out stand by a tree hug a tree if you feel like it <laughs> I do quite regularly um, yeah just like kind of almost shedding it into nature letting it sort of compost and decompose yeah that sounds amazing thank you for sharing that so <laughs> i wanted to move on to um the membership that you recently launched um called the wild ride membership um tell us a little bit about it so the wild ride um so i want i wanted to create a membership for quite a long time um and the wild ride started in um i think it was may um, and it was the, my purpose for creating it was a sort of transformative portal for women who really wanted to get, um, to go just deeper in many different ways. And I incorporated several different tools that I've found really effective in my journey, yoga, movements so or embodiment practices, meditation, 
um, yoga nidra, which is like yogic sleep. So it's like very deep rest. And it's also, there are, you can also use yoga nidra to kind of work on deeper subconscious beliefs. Um, journaling, so like journal prompts, and also just having a community of people that support each other. So I, yeah, so I set it up um, and it, it, you know, it was a really beautiful space. Um, but as you well know, <laughs> um, I, I decided about a month ago that something about it wasn't feeling, was feeling a bit heavy, was um, not feeling like it was the right time and that I haven't quite got it right in terms of uh, the offerings, the pricing, the whole kind of package. Um, and so I decided to pause it um, for now because obviously I will be, well, having a baby pretty soon, <laughs> hopefully, you know, in the next few weeks. Um, and I just, my instincts were just like, I need to let this go. And I've, I've kind of birthed it and then needed to let it go. And I had to battle with lots of feelings of failure of feeling like I was letting people down. Um, but it just, the minute I made the decision, the heaviness went and the lightness came back. So it was a really incredible experience and I definitely have not like closed it entirely, but I feel like it needs to evolve over some time and I need some space to let it do that. Mm -hmm. That is such a huge and brave decision to, to create something and then actually be like, actually, this isn't quite right or the timing isn't right or like, you know, all of the things that you've just said and taking that step back and saying, actually, let's pause, rethink and then obviously, and obviously give you time to enter into that new phase of life because that's kind of very much what this, the next few months will be about. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't give myself that time. Um, and yeah, like there was lots of parts of me that was like, you can't do this. You put so much work into it. You've built this, like people are paying monthly. Um, you know, but there was just, I just had to trust that I was being guided to make that decision for the right reasons. And I feel very much like the next few months, I have no clue what is going to hit me. Um, but I do feel like I have not ever really given myself the space to do, to just focus on something like becoming a mother. Um, I've always juggled many different things. I've always tried to be constantly kind of doing stuff, growing, evolving, changing and I just feel like I'm in a place where all I want to do is just be and just be in this space and I know that the insight when I go into that space will arrive I really trust that it will and whether that's to continue it and start it up again or whether it's to let it go completely and evolve it into something else or whether it's you know memberships maybe aren't my thing I don't know I really don't know um, but I, I just had to trust that it was, that I was being kind of nudged to do it for the right reasons. Um, mm -hmm. and I, yeah, I was kind of shaking when I wrote the email to tell everyone and <laughs> it was like, it was really kind of scary to do that. But 
equally, yeah, it just felt like a really empowering decision to make. Yeah, I, it felt that way in the sense that I think everyone involved in the community and, and particularly given that the community you've created is so supportive and everyone kind of is very much, yeah, just kind of happy for everyone to follow what feels right. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that I would, well, I, I might be speaking for everyone, but, you know, I think that it's amazing that you made this decision to kind of follow what felt right to you at the time. Um, even though it felt maybe a little bit scary to do that. Yeah, no, I think, I think that I, I have to show up and honor my own like teachings, I suppose. (laughs) Um, because if, you know, if that was a client of mine, I would be, you know, holding space for them to make that decision. And I kind of had to think about whether it, you know, would I encourage someone to carry on that when they were feeling like that or not? And I, and I wouldn't if that, you know, if they were feeling that it wasn't in alignment entirely for now, then, then, you know, it's, it's important to follow that. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of kind of, you know, making a decision as to what it's going to look like in its next phase, um, are you allowing yourself time to process and not rush things or are you a little bit impatient to, to make a decision of some, some kind? No, I feel really like peaceful about it at the moment. I don't feel like I need to rush into like deciding what it might look like. I think that those that will come to me at the right time. Um, I think that there was a lot of, um, I learned so much just in that creating, you know, it for the sort of six months that it ran. Um, And I wouldn't change any of that. And it's given me, it's given me so much clarity over what I want to create and what I enjoyed creating and how I enjoyed holding space. Um, But I don't know what it looks like in its next form. And I'm totally okay with that. Like I don't, I don't have a, um, I'm glad I, I'm glad I gave it a go and I don't have any feelings of, Oh, you know, it's like it didn't work or I think it's taught me a lot about non-attachment <laughs> to like what something should look like. Cause I, I got really wrapped up in that in the beginning. Like I want to have this many members and it's going to bring in this much money. And when it, when those things weren't exactly as I had kind of like foreseen, um, there was a t- there was a part of me that was sort of frustrated and kind of like why does, why isn't it worked the way I thought it was going to work? But then I saw that it well, actually was working in a far better way. <laughs> so it's it's there's a lot of like letting go of the pers- what other people will think of me. You know, oh god, is everyone going to think I'm really fickle because I've started something and then I've stopped it? Um, what what is you know like there was all those those human emotions going through but I just just knew I just yeah I think sometimes we just have to let we have to let things go like when they come to a natural cause or a natural end we just have to let things go and it's only in the clinging onto those that we generally end up in a stage of like misalignment or struggle or just feeling oh like this is this is weighing me down now so yeah, it's really taught me how to let go. 
Amazing. No, that's, that's incredible that you've taken so many lessons from it and you are just allowing it to just to go wherever it needs to go. Well, that's, that's what business is, you know, like business is trying things, seeing how they feel, dropping things, adding things, changing things like there's this, my business, I'm sure probably yours is never going to stay exactly the same because we as humans are designed to evolve and to grow and to, to change. Um, even if that does bring resistance up to, to many of us, um, it, it will never, my business will constantly be doing that and I will be trying things and I'd much rather try something, take a risk, try something and then pivot than sit there constantly and be like, oh, like I really wanted to try this and now everyone else is doing it and I'm not going to bother and you know, like, it's just like take a risk, take, take a risk, um, understand what risk is to you but, you know, try it. If it doesn't work, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> Very wise words. <laughs> and so as you are entering into that new phase of life and, and you're kind of preparing to welcome um, a baby into the world, um, <laughs> what, how, well, how are you preparing to do that? And what's your plan in terms of kind of work, I guess, as well? How's that going to look for you? So... I don't know is the honest answer and I feel really good about that. <laughs> um, I have spent my whole life planning and organizing and being in a structure and a routine and constantly like seeking and knowing, like trying to figure out what the next step is. And because this is something that I have never experienced before, um, I have a feeling it's going to be like nothing else on earth. <laughs> um, and it's going to bring so much like it's going to bring every emotion under the sun um i feel for the first time in my life i feel so content about having no plans whatsoever however <laughs> i do know that for me to feel aligned and fulfilled i need to be creating i need to be doing the things that make me feel good which are which is connecting with people, which is supporting people in transformation, is holding space for others. Um, so I have no doubt that that's all going to be a very big part of what's next, but I don't know exactly what it looks like. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited about the uncertainty. <laughs> yeah, that's a very kind of refreshing way to look at it. And I so relate in terms of spending my entire life you know always planning and always having to know what what is it that I'm working towards and what's the next step and all the rest of it and actually taking a step back and saying I'm just gonna see where it goes go with the flow mm, and that, just I allowing that. I think yeah yeah because yeah, it's like it, I've, I've spent a long time pushing and forcing and and actually those that usually ends up in a place of heaviness um, so I'm trying a different tactic and, and it feels, I don't know. I just feel for the, I feel for the first time in my life, like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And anything that I create is coming from a really authentic aligned place rather than, Oh, I need to build something to make money to do this or everyone else is making 
this so I should really do that as well like I just I'm really excited about allowing myself to have some space to just let the creativity come through and it might not come through and especially I'm sure in those first few weeks I'll probably be zero creativity because it'll be about survival um but I yeah I have a lot of faith that this this time is going to show me like a lot uh, an even deeper version of me that I didn't probably even know existed. Even in this pregnancy, it's done. Like I, I feel like I have processed and let go of so many layers of stuff and gunk that I didn't like, I didn't even know I had, like I thought I'd done a lot of self-development work. I, you know, I've been doing this kind of self-awareness journey for so long, but just even in the pregnancy, I've had to let go of so much and it feels good. It feels really good. It's like I've had to peel away more and more layers, more and more um, layers to get to the point of where I feel very much aligned with what feels good to me. That's incredible. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing that you're in this kind of, in this space now and, and you feel so aligned and yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, I don't know if it, how long it will last, but for now I'm just enjoying it. <laughs> Enjoy the ride, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I think, I feel like this is a very nice and positive note to finish on. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed that. I could definitely talk to you for hours, but obviously <laughs> there's only so much time in the day. But um, where can people find you if they wanted to follow your journey? So um, my website is laurenbarber.co, so just C-O. Um, and my Instagram handle is laurenbarber.co as well. And those are the two places, really. My website's got blogs and podcasts, and um, I have like some tools of transformation there so you can get them, access them for free. I've got some meditations on Insight Timer. Um, but yeah, generally Instagram is where I hang out the most. So that's probably the best place for people to find me. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'd be so, so grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes so that other female creatives can find this podcast too. See you next week.